Brothers and sisters, today is a, a huge day in the life of the church where something extraordinary happened. Paul Claudel, great French philosopher and thinker, said that today, 100 plus years ago in 1917 in Fatima, on the miracle of the sun, he calls it an explosion of the supernatural that we probably haven't seen since uh, the parting of the Red Sea and where 70,000 people gathered in Fatima, Portugal, because Our Lady had announced that she would make a sign to, to the world that the apparitions to the three children in Fatima were real, that they were in fiction. And, uh, and 70,000 people experienced the miracle of the sun, where the sun started to move and spin and turn into colors. And one of the brothers uh, who was based in Portugal for a while, said to me that he had met a man who was actually at that apparition. He said it was like a theater of color all through the sky. And they were, they were soaked. They were soaked to the bone because it was raining. But the moment the sun started to move and, and it seemed as if it was coming crashing to them, they threw their hands up and they were drying up in, in a single second. Scientists say the amount of energy that would be needed to dry that vast man, uh, amount of landscape and to be dried in such a short period of time, the kind of energy would need it should have incarcerated them. So it's a scientific miracle, but also the miracles that happened that people walked out of wheelchairs, people cured of cancers. There were atheistic journalists there who were coming to disprove it, who converted and they, it changed the world. It changed Europe, it changed, it had an impact. And, and yet all the prophecies that Our Lady had said to the children in Fatima came to pass. She warned of, of Russia, this before Russia, uh, the revolution had happened um, and she warned that Russia would spread her errors throughout the whole world and have a negative impact on humanity for abandoning the Christian faith. And this has happened, you know, communism spread throughout the world, it robbed people of their religious rights, their freedom, and now it has influenced the West, um, it, not in, 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 a, in the same way as, as, as maybe it was set up to pass in other countries, but, but through uh, under the guise of Marxism or social democracy, which is a, can be a very good thing. But the ideas that are there uh, have infiltrated a lot of universities and stuff to, to try and remove faith, to remove God, etc. So the errors of Russia are, are still alive and well. But through our prayers, we can um, repress some of these negative effects. I just want to explain to you the words in some of the words of Lucia, who was the eldest of the visionary. And, and first before, one year before the apparitions happened, an angel appeared to them to prepare them for the apparitions, even though they didn't know the apparitions were gonna happen. Lucia said, this was in the spring of 1916. We began to play a game with pebbles. We had only been at it a few moments when a strong wind began to shake the trees. And we looked up to see what was happening since it was such a calm day. And then we began to see in the distance above the trees that stretched to the east, a light whiter than snow in the form of a young man, quite transparent and as brilliant as crystal in the rays of the sun. And so this was the angel of Portugal that appeared and he taught them this prayer. Oh my God, I believe, I adore, I hope and I love you. And I beg pardon for all those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope and do not love you. Lucia in her memoirs reflecting, many of you would know that Lucia lived in her 90s 
um, while the other two visionaries died quite young. Our Lady said to her that they would, the two would die young, but that she would survive for a long time to fulfill the mission of Fatima, to preach about it, and, and that was true. Lucia in her memoir says, I don't know why, but the apparitions of Our Lady produced in us effects quite different from the angels' visitations. We felt in both instances the same intimate happiness, peace and joy, but instead of the physical prostration the angel imposed, Our Lady brought a feeling of expansion and freedom. There was no difficulty of speech when, when Our Lady appeared. It was rather on my part a desire to communicate. So the angel had appeared three times. And in the second apparition, Lucia notes, the angel's words sank deeply into our souls like a gleaming torch, showing us who God is, what is his love for us, and how he wants us to love him too, the value of sacrifice and how it pleases him, how he receives it for the conversion of sinners. And Lucia said, that is why from that moment we began to offer whatever mortified us, so sacrifices. And later on that year, the angel had appeared a third time, holding a chalice and a, and a bleeding horse and they offer them the Eucharist. It's interesting just to talk about um, when Our Lady first appeared to them, May 13, she said, will you offer yourselves to God and bear all the sufferings he sends you in atonement for all the sins that offend him and for the conversion of sinners? And, and they did suffer a lot through the, the rejection of the authorities, even their families. You know, I want to give to this, these words of Lucia that really touched my heart about the encounter with Our Lady. She says, when Our Lady appeared, we were bathed in a heavenly light that appeared to come directly from her hands. The light's reality cut into our hearts and our souls, and we knew somehow that this light was God, and we could see ourselves embraced in it. By an interior impulse of grace, we fell to our knees, repeating in our hearts, O Holy Trinity, we adore you, my God, my God. I love you in the Blessed Sacrament. I love that prayer. O Holy Trinity, we adore you, my God, my God. I love you in the Blessed Sacrament. May the Lord bless you today. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen.